0: You guys remember what they used to do with leaf blowers in the neighbourhood when we're in the film industry?
1: They used to pay them off, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they'd take them a case of beer and say, mate, can you fuck off for a few hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. You'd be shooting a commercial like in the suburban house and there's always a leaf blower in the middle of the day. It doesn't matter which part of suburbia you're in. Someone's well, the blowing. the North
1: Shore in particular. I yeah. Found. When you're in North Shore, like Chatswood and around there, it's so green and beautiful. But it doesn't matter where you are around there shooting, there's always a leaf blower or a lawnmower. I reckon they like. just come out just to fucking spite the Get the case of beer. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 these guys, I'm getting the case. <laughs> well, we have parked
0: <laughs> a, a thousand trucks down there on the suburban street for the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You'd ruin ripped. the neighbourhood <laughs> yeah. for the day. Guys, welcome to episode 51, Jungle Brothers Podcast. Uh, it's me, your host, Joe Worthington. Paul Philly.: What's up? To your award. Hello. Um, today we're talking about training, and we're going to just delve into the, the variety of what we do. And this has kind of come about because, we've, we, I mean, we've noticed this for a long time, but uh, with our internship and, and such things at the moment, we've got this kind of influx of, of people coming from all these different arts and disciplines that, that want to train with us or learn how we train people and what it is that we do. So we wanted to c- sort of dive into that a little bit. Uh, before we do, we do have our internship kicking off on the 19th of March, that's only a couple of weeks away. There is one spot left at this point. Uh, if you are interested, reach out. You don't need to be qualified as a coach or a PT. Um, it, it, it's good, but you don't have to be. Um,
1: yeah, let's uh, let's rip in. I had a question. Talk to about me about the internship. How many people? Um, how many people do you take? We take six. Six people. Yeah, at oh, the cool. moment. Yeah, we cap it at six. And that That's runs for how many weeks? Twelve weeks. It's Twelve a good weeks. size group.
0: Yeah, yeah. We meet uh, we meet once a week for uh, the internship meet and then the, the interns are also encouraged to come to our coaches meet, the the staff coaches meet here which is on the same day and then they're required to attend three sessions, three classes at Jungle Brothers so they need to be training here like they were a member uh, for the duration of that as well. So there's a bit of time commitment but it's not massive. Training, shadowing and then education. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah and then towards the end of it the, yeah, the shadowing and then they'd move into an assistant kind of coaching role so they get... Some real hands-on experience. Get a chance to run the ship. That's right. We can mm. sit back, crack a beer.
1: Nice. Where do we want to start today? Well, we should kick off with the, I suppose, the, uh,
0: to give maybe people who haven't listened to all of our episodes yet, um, maybe a basic understanding of what it is that we do in our training. So, you touched on before, Paul, the fight-lift-move methodology. Mm-hmm. What that is. Give me a breakdown of, of what that means.
2: Mm. Well... It's, it's almost like a multifaceted discipline in one, isn't it, what we're doing here now? Yeah. Um, it's evolved a lot. I mean, they're originally the stuff that we just liked doing. Uh, and I think as practitioners ourselves, we gravitated to these uh, three kind of fundamentals of our training because firstly, it allowed us to continue to enjoy the, the, the fight side of things. <clears throat> and um and roll and and uh inspire and and compete and all that kind of stuff uh without getting injured or, or mitigating injury and then um creating a a foundation of um of uh or of a a a system that uh has a that's a foundation of all things movement all place. attributes yeah, yeah. But um, it also came
1: from uh, more of an anthropological kind of point of view. Mm. Remember from the ancient man and I remember when we were sitting there and you were presenting, you know, when we were still carving out what we do and, and what our system was. Mm. It came from that idea of the attributes of the ancient man of, of which we have evolved from. And, and when woman. And woman, um, mm. before uh, modern day... Men as a collective, of course. Men as a collective. Humans. Humans. Uh, mm. Before, you know, we were accelerated into all the other different eras of uh, industry and transport that just and information, etc. Mm. So there were the, the, the ancient man... Well, it was a sort of the three key physical tasks. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's Task right. driven. The, yeah. It was yeah defend, they required. Defend your tribe mm. and, and attack. It and was... Hunt. Hunt. It was relocating. Yeah. And and carrying mm-hmm. move from place to heavy shit. Climbing things. Correct. Yeah. Uh being able and to lift and shit. Yeah. And, and handstands stuff. of course. <laughs> handstands <laughs> and <laughs> of corpses and <laughs> yeah. front
0: lever, like you climb to the thing, you do the front lever, front lever. the woman <laughs> sees you, she declares <laughs> that you are the one. Yes. You planche. get fed to the deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah the planche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Handstand. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> oh that's really funny but yeah it's true so it totally did and we're like oh well you know because whenever you talk about I don't know if it's talking in absolutes but when you when you when you take a, a very complex thing like all of these physical tasks and the stuff that we like doing in our own training and then you try to sum it up into a nice little motto or like tagline like fight lift move um, you're you're finding ways to make it work for you and then mm. you're also finding ways to make it legitimate. And we're like, well, yeah, that's, that, that does represent three kind of key uh, areas of physicality that were required by people living in a natural environment. You could argue that you still have to do them now. You just do some of them differently. Like we'd, we just move like shit. But mm. you still move, right? You still got to walk to the bus. You got to you know, sit on the lift, chair. Lift the pen. Yeah, lift the pen. Like it's happening. Yeah. It's just not as impressive as maybe Fight it was. Fights with your life. Yeah, that's right. I don't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Valentine's Day, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day today, and we just ate chocolates that were given to us by Sophie. Thanks, Soph. Thanks, Sophie. Shout out, Soph. Um, we're all taken. Just. <laughs> <right out> there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the but so we yeah we had this fight lift move thing, and then we realised also that. What we do in our own training, really—that's that, what it is, right? We we all have a fight background at some point. That we, you know, whether it was Thai boxing or boxing or kung fu, jiu jitsu. We all like lifting a bit of weights, and we all like doing a bit of body weight strength, and it seem and, and developing skills through that. So it seemed to kind of fit
2: conveniently.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, at some point, yeah, you, you know, we crave a bit of that. Well, like, I, I know, think the, the,
2: uh, the that's that's what, uh, like it's it's in us intrinsically, so. When you combine these, these elements, then you actually enjoy it because the body is designed to do it. And I don't think it's designed to do just one all the time. I think you need the other elements in there to feel or, or to, to, to gain balance in the body. Yeah, yeah. like a, a well-roundedness. Yeah, you can see it. See when, when you're looking at a specialist athlete that just does the one thing day in and day out, their the body's getting kind of punished for it. Away, they're adapting to what they do most that's right yeah and, th- and that's
0: the thing and I, I guess this will tie us into where we're going with the chat which is the three areas of physicality that we see as important um but it's true if i guess if you to put it into a, an example for folks that maybe they can understand better if you if you just lift then you, you can go to a powerlifting gym and see people that just lift and they're incredibly good at that uh but the certain attributes that are developed there let's say rigidity and tension uh and even mass Mm. might make it very hard for that same individual to go and take a dance class or climb a tree climb a tree or yeah go rock climbing um so then it's like okay well so i want a bit of that because lifting weights is important getting strong and being able to create being able to be rigid at times and create force is important but i don't want to be able to do just that so we want a bit of that and then, okay, well, what about the, the movement thing? Okay, mm. well, I still want to be flexible and supple and, you know, be able to f- go dance or With do, like I a do a panther. jiu-jitsu class. Yeah. So we're looking kind of for the best of all of those
2: worlds in a sense. That's, that's right. And if anyone's looking at misses, this is kind of funny. You still kick their ass. That's right. And they don't even realise you've snap kicked them in the head and sat back down. And that's right. Just well, well they just come in too whilst lifting it's the shopping.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, so the snap, snap kick to the head. <laughs> yeah. My favorite was the Lebanese snap kick. Do snap you remember kick. Guido Hatzis? Yeah. Yeah. Very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was the best snap kick. Lebanese snap kick to the head. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning around <her>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: so uh, so then we have this model, right? So that that's like that's the Jungle Brothers thing, fight lift move. That's what we do. And then we have this other model that's really uh, our how we break down our entire service or product that and that's what we're selling here. That's what the members get, and it, it looks like training, and it mostly is training. But then there's all this other stuff. That's the community aspect. That's the education around recovery and nutrition and con- contribution, and all those things that are sort of woven into the fabric of this business. Um, but the but one of those one of those sort of spheres is physicality, and we have three words that we use to define that sphere of physicality, and that's adaptability, durability, and expression. Um, maybe we should dive into a little bit what we mean by those. And these are very uh, these are open. We're going to interpret. The, I'm sure we're going to have some things to, to add and, and sort of discuss on this because we keep them broad so that it gives us options, right? So we can, we can mold it to fit what we believe is important. Talk to me, guys, about
1: adaptability. I think we should start at durability. Can we start at durability? We can uh, start I would like
2: to start at expression, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's all go. No, Paul, you're not showing very good adaptability <laughs> right now.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> true. Um, <laughs>
1: um what do you want adaptability yeah, well, yeah whatever. mate i don't care yeah I'm, i <laughs> can go anywhere <laughs> yeah. why don't you explain adaptability because you explained it really well just it's off
0: before. the mic. Before. all right so well yeah. so drawing on that drawing on that example of the powerlifter uh wants to go do the dance class you know blah, blah blah you don't want a body or a mind that is so far down one particular path that you can't travel down other paths if you box yourself in to one particular thing, and let's you could call it a dogma, or you could call it a style of training, or a mindset, um, then you are closed off to other possibilities. And on a on a greater conceptual level, that is just for for your mind. That is not a good place to be, right? That stops you growing, it stops you developing and learning new things. Um, but from a physical sense, it it causes problems. It creates imbalance in the body. It causes, uh, it causes you to become really good at some things and really bad at other things. So take the person that just lifts heavy weights day in and day out. They get good at that, really good. Um, but chances are they're going to be very inflexible. Chances are uh, if they get put into a position that's anywhere outside of the positions they train, hinging, squatting, whatever, um, they might break. So they actually don't have... They're not strong, right? So they're, they're not adaptable. And if they find themselves... In a situation or in a context that is not the one they're used to, then they're in trouble. All right. So so real simple. uh, I I had with a mate of mine, uh, he's got a few years on me. He was actually one of my first clients, but he went really deep into the kind of uh, bodybuilding at Darlinghurst, like bodybuilding, getting big, getting real strong, thick muscle, all that kind of thing. And then we were going on tough, we were doing a tough mudder run with the gym, and he wanted to come along, and he came. And he ran up and jumped over a log and he kind of slipped on the log and it wasn't super hectic, but he fell and he just fell like if you dropped a refrigerator off like a one-meter drop. Like it was just like this rigid thing <laughs> that went bang on the ground. And he was like, oh, my back. <laughs> Love oh, the guy, guy, Alan, if you're listening, you're my man. <laughs> poor guy. But he but he paid a fucking price, oh. right? Like he had no no suppleness, right? Did there you was laugh? no did, didn't I, I think I did, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, he's bad. really sore. Yeah, And <laughs> the pork, it was like the first, it wasn't even an obstacle, it was just a little feature of the course. And then we had like another 19Ks to go. And he ended, up, he ended up really hurting himself. I mean, you know, he, he, he came out of it, okay, but it, it was a bit of a thing he had to fix. But in any case, there's a really good example of, okay, in the gym environment, he's really good at that, he expresses himself really well there, as a strong dude, wow, look how much muscle that guy's got. And then you get him out onto this fun run obstacle course, and he breaks so he had zero adaptability in that moment right so what what i the way i see it is you want to be able to go and do tough mudder you want to be able to join a friend on a saturday at our lift class here at jungle brothers where you're fucking trying to PR your deadlift um,
1: or even on a like a general population people who don't necessarily have any training under their belt now like looking at adaptability it's like being able to be on holiday and you're with another friend's family and stuff like that and they want to go and do something that's outdoors you know, and go surfing and you want to be able to enjoy that recreational thing with them. Yeah, oh, let's go for a bushwalk. It's only 5Ks, but for some people, 5Ks isn't something that they can do. It's a bit too rocky. It's not flat. So for the general person, it's, it's the
2: freedoms that adaptability allow you. 100%. 100%, mm. man. I think it's also, if it, if, it's a, um, if it's emphasis in your training then your, your ability to adapt quicker over time starts to increase uh, yeah, yeah. by building a body that's more pliable. Mm. Uh, also, and your <coughs> neurological system responds as well. So just Co- from exposure to, to m- multiple disciplines or um, uh, t- uh, unstable environments that, that change on you on a regular basis and that kind of stuff. And that's not to be mistaken for variety because variety is a little bit different. Because you still need to be increasing uh, intensity and difficulty and complexity and all that kind of stuff to uh, progress as a, as an individual. But it, there has to be the very vari- the variable environment there for your body to be able to start expressing uh, or getting challenged to express more adaptability.
0: That's a really great point, right? It's, yeah, like, because we, we do in fitness, you hear that a lot, that it's like, oh, like, shock the body, do different things, mm. you know, like... And there's an element of truth to that, but it's not like do a different workout every fucking day. Mm. Like there needs to be consistency exactly like you said to your strength development to your mobility development so that you can control or turn up these um, these metrics like intensity and load and, and difficulty. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. You want to have exposure to these different areas, but then you also want consistency to the exposure of each. Mm. So that's how I see adaptability. <laughs>
2: yeah, okay, that was cool. I think within that, the like uh, like let's say we look at, at we're talking about the power lifter and limited range of motion. Uh, by I'm not trying to hang shit on power lifters, no, by the way. All, it's just that there's some real mobile ones out there. There are. There are. Um, you know, but
0: someone's probably gonna send me a video
2: fucking crushing what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say let's say we've got a, a big tight one and that person wants to start to do other things other than power lift the approach what's the kind of approach that we would uh, take with somebody like that to make them more adaptable
1: if they walked into the walls yeah. of our well, gym well we
2: get them come in you know regularly yep. not necessarily the power lifter but that particular body type that's yep. looking big and strong and tight Yeah. decrease the amount of pain in their body uh, they want to do more and, and express more with, with their body whether that's getting their for first handstand or cartwheel or climbing a tree or ground rock climbing or just playing with the kids you know? well I guess we, we start by kind of showing them what they in a sense what they can't do right Yeah.
0: we expose the limitations that they, that they have mm. not to be a prick but you know so that they can understand oh wow uh, I can't actually achieve this position yet, or this, this place. You mean yeah. like
2: actually walk through what would happen? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, <clears> we've <throat> talked about the screen and that before, but yeah, it, it yeah, is yeah. an exposure, of, firstly, of where yeah, you're weak, yeah, yeah. and then obviously, once you've found the problem, then you need to start building a process that, a step-by-step process that that gets them uh, to to that solves that problem, and and those small steps and milestones where it's at, increase in in masteries. Of particular tasks, which I think uh, would be completely the opposite to somebody that comes in that's really, really mobile but just weak all over. Because that's another form of, of inadaptability because you're missing what the power lifter has and that's uh, just that, that strength output, you know? So the approach for, for somebody like that is okay, well, you're, you're weak, you know, and you're weak. Um, you're a wet noodle. Yes. And and you need to be doing a little bit more of what that guy's doing. He needs to be do, doing a little bit more of is what you're doing. How fucking strong that guy
0: is. Yeah. I, I think we that's a good. Okay. You
2: two.
1: That's a good point to go into durability, um, because I think part of durability mm. is, is being strong, but also yeah. being balanced. Uh, yeah, supple enough to be able to take a knock and be able to absorb that force, you know, across multiple joints
2: instead of one or falling over, etc. Yeah. Tell us more about durability, T. Well, I think. Uh, the more balanced uh, your body is, the more durable it is. So if being able to express full range of motion, but with the range needs to be, needs to be an element of stability and with that stability tissue to, to back up that range, but also pliability or the ability to, to stretch as well. So uh, things can still hold together or not snap or shear or break. What about malleability? Well, I think it would be the same kind of thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> T loves, that's T's favourite word I don't know how to say it Well, yeah, it's his favourite word But he says say it a few different malleable. ways yeah. Malleable Malleable <laughs> Malleable Malleable
1: <laughs>
0: Male But, and so, so on that durability piece Like that's the, the physical side of it, right? You, you, have, um, you have a bit of suppleness there But things are strong uh, What about on a, on, a, on a psychological or like a mental level?
2: Yeah, well, you just got to be able to fucking get whipped Real hard. Well,
0: talk to me me about like um, the... All right, so we have a a phenomena that occurs in our gym and I would imagine that there's other gym owners out there who will be able to identify with this phenomena. Um, And that is that females are often very receptive to group training. So females will come to your gym and go, oh, yeah, I, I like what you do, I'd like to join, I have some experience... Um, but I'm an open book, and show me what to do. And the the phenomena big is statements, Joe. Hey, big statement. Big statement. Not all of them, right? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but then, oftentimes, and I guess I won't. I won't say guys will come in. I'll say the partners of these women um, will often be hyper resistant to coming into the gym. And there's a there's a thing there where it's like. Uh, Where the dude is like, no, I don't want, I don't don't want, I'm not interested. I don't want, I don't want help with that. I don't, you know. And the the girl's like, you should come in. The gym's really awesome. They're doing the things that you like doing, and people are, you know, like getting strong and shit. And you're doing that. Yeah, I know this situation. And and the dude's like, yeah, no, no, fuck that. I'm not interested. And you see it, like, not. We do have partners that train here together, but I often tell those people, I'm like, hey, you know, this dude here is like an exception, because most dudes won't come in with their misses. but so I see, you know, that, that mindset thing, whatever you want to call it, whether it's, a, whether it's an ego thing or it's protectionist or whatever, it, it's a, there's, a, there's a lack of durability there because you, 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 you can't expose yourself to it. You don't mm-hmm. want to expose yourself to an environment where you might not be good at it. So yeah. you're choosing to stay inside the confines of what's safe. Rather than step into something, and go. Oh, I'm going to suck at this for a little bit. Mm. I know I got tight shoulders, and I'm going to do the fucking handstands, mm. you know. But I'm going to fix it, and it's going to be great. So yeah. I, f- I, see that's a real, uh, that's a real psychological piece relevant to to the idea of durability
2: and ad- and adaptability. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, think about all of the think about the people that have jumped into like um, fight factory sparring or have jumped into jiu-jitsu with no experience, and they like the first time going into a class, I particularly sparring because mm. people are kicking each other and punching each other in the head and stuff mm. respectfully. Um, mm-hmm. That's super intimidating. Mm. And like, if you have no exposure to fight training mm. or like minimal, mm. going, that's like, you've got to be very prepared to set your ego aside and suck at something for a pretty hefty amount of time. No? Totally. Mm. Yeah,
1: totally. I think the word, the other ability is vulnerability, which I think, uh, yeah, that you, you need to give up some ground to learn something new. Because so when you learn something new, you're just at the beginning of a possible mountain um, and you have to kind of uh, submit yourself to the thing that you're about to try and, mm-hmm. and that's not easy for people to do. It's a great no, way no. to put
2: it. Especially like most of the women in our gym are, are alpha females and they're very, very strong and good at what they do. And then you've got to come in and get like owned by your missus. It's true. So you've got to deal with that as well. In front it's of like everyone. In front of everyone. <laughs> so you got, your ego is just going to get like bashed up. So yeah, it's a tough her, scenario. But yeah. <laughs> if you love her. <laughs> <On Valentine's laughs> yeah, if you love her. On Valentine's Day. on Valentine's Day.
0: I love her. Anything else on the durability? Well, part? I mean, you know, durability, like specifically, <laughs> like... <laughs> here's a here's a thing when we get people come in for our movement screen one of the tests that we do is a is a hang test right so we get them up onto a bar they hang from it just like a passive hang and it's just a bit of a test to see um what their grip strength is like what their shoulder range is like um and
2: mental yeah metal is like
1: yeah totally it ends up i that's something that i spot from it for sure the first thing that everyone says
0: when they come down from that is, ah, the, my hands hurt, right? Mm. Uh, like most people, like, ah, oh, fuck, my hands hurt. And it's the skin on their hands, right? The skin on their hands hurts from, from hanging their body weight off it, and their skin is like, you know, pulling on the bar. And, you know, it, and it does hurt. When you're doing a lot of bar work, barbell or, or um, you know, pull up bar stuff, your skin gets sore for sure. But what's really interesting is if you don't do any of that stuff regularly, you can hang for about five or 10 seconds and your skin will hurt. So essentially you've got weak skin, like the the skin on your hands is weak. And that is a, uh, you could say that that is a a lack, or it's an adaptation to our modern environment, which is that if you don't do anything that requires you to toughen the skin on your hands, um, then you're just going to go about having soft hands, right? And that works, like that's fine if you live a kind of lifestyle where you get on the bus, you go to the office, get back
2: on the bus, Stay at home, that sort of thing. Put some oil of ule on it. Right, on moisturize hands. every night. Oolay. <laughs> yeah. Rub some of that in, yeah. soften it up some more.
0: Um, but that, that's a really good representation <laughs> of, like, uh, of weakness, right? Like the fucking skin on your hands is so weak that you just hanging from it for a little bit hurts your skin. So imagine like, what your body's like if you are on holidays and someone wants to go on a hike and you got and to, it's, raining. Yeah, it's raining can't go fucking, when it's raining and you got to go climb you got to climb a tree or you got to fucking climb a little rock face or like you're going to get hurt probably you're going to tear some skin you're going to get bumps and bruises your body's not particularly durable now i'm not saying like we're trying to build a hypercallist individual that is you know that can h- handle anything but the really universal soldier that's the direction we're headed in right that we, you want to be you want to have a bit of toughness about you because uh, and this goes back to what Clint Hill was saying on our first podcast. Stronger people generally deal with, um, with knocks in life better. You know, whether it's a psychological or a mental thing, they just bounce back better. So having, having a bit of durability, having a bit of robustness to your physicality is, is important. Particularly now at a time where we're getting softer and softer because here in the West our lives are getting easier and technology is allowing us to, to do less with our body. So I see that as really important. And that's why I I like fighting as well because fighting forces you to become durable.
2: You're Someone trying to choke you out or punch you in the face. And even if you you are inherently weak, fighting, there's something in us that clicks and I think it's in all humans and I've seen it where you just override that pain threshold in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Switch it off. Yeah, and And you just kind of like... You just get, get it done, you know? And it's usually when you're you know, partnering up with someone of the similar level of strength and, and skill where that just kind of brings out the best in you. Where you just go, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then he frames you and you're like, fuck, I got yeah.
0: wrecked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went all in and got slapped. Yeah. I yeah. remember
0: at had a soccer pitch once. I uh, like this, we were playing this team when oh, I must've been like I don't know, 16, 17, we playing this team from the Hills district, this big, strong dude. Like I remember the kids out that way were always like big and strong. Um, and this one dude who was like super strong and like, I s- kind of saw the play happening and I, I lined the guy up. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking smash this dude. And like, I ran at him and I'm like, <clears> and I, the, he was coming onto the ball and it was perfect and I ran and I kind of, you know, in a soccer way, like I dropped my shoulder <laughs> and I hit this dude with everything and I just flew off him. And like he didn't even notice me. And I was like, ah, on the crowd. Oh, that's happened to me many
1: times, many times. That is so funny. I can see a young Joe, that light hair, like yeah. whipping oh, back and smash this dude. <laughs>
2: oh, that's good. Talk, talk to me about the expression piece. Well, I think uh, before we, we look at expression or the, the basis of that is we look at uh, the foundational classes in our gym. We've got our body weight. We've got learning how, learning how to oh. move our own body around. And then we've got strength and movement, which is shifting uh, external weight, but also working on our energy system development. And then we've got our lift program, which is just about building strength and shifting external weight itself. Uh, those combine those classes combine and then obviously there's an element of mobility lots of mobility emphasis in everything we do in the gym allow us to create vessels that have the ability to express more would you say totally
0: yeah Uh, and express how like
2: what is it what is a person or a body that is that can express itself yeah, and, and, and the context of that can be, can be anything. And this is why we like to look at our systems, especially our foundation, foundational systems, as a foundation for the universal human, really, at the end of the day. It, these foundations will make you better at whatever you do. If you're dancing, if you're climbing, if you're fighting. Mm-hmm. And, and I can say that through uh, confidence because we have all of that here in our gym. On the gym floor on a day-to-day basis, and all of them are still here, you know, doing pole in other gyms, but coming here for the for their foundational work, and all of them are making progress, more progress in what they do outside of the gym, uh, as well as inside of the gym. Um, on a on a you know on a monthly basis, you can see these people evolving, which I think is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, I strongly agree. I think the um, you know, yeah, the the, the expression thing there is like you can build a body that has a base to allow it to do whatever you want to do. So whatever your interest is, if your interest is jiu-jitsu, then you can go and do that better. If your interest is dance, you can go to that. If your interest is, you know, rock climbing. Um, And that again, like like this, it all ties back in, but again goes back to that thing of like, can you be on holidays and go for a hike? Or can you go and jump into a, a casual game of soccer at a picnic with your family? Like all of these little things that, um, that a lot of people probably don't realise they have as <clears throat> self-imposed limitations. It's mm. like we want to remove that, because that's that's really what that's
2: that's what your body's for, right? To that's be right. able to have a bit of fun and and do what you want. And if you the the more durable you are, the more adaptable you are, then the more potential you have to do whatever you want. You do, Sky's, yeah, the Sky's the
1: limit. Sky's the limit.
2: And I think it doesn't really matter what level you're on if, it, if it's just wanting to learn how to, you know, or feel confident enough to go for a bushwalk with the kids, all the way up to, say so we had a, a young man come in today, uh, yesterday, who's one of Australia's best um, break dancers, and his issue was that he felt like he couldn't build enough velocity on his head, spinning with his legs open, because that uh, amount of force put pressure on his adductors, and he just wants to get his body stronger at end range, and he's come here to learn how to do that. so. It can be any walk of life. All you gotta do is find out what those weak links are, strengthen, stretch them, apply the system, and then become a better human all around. Such a cool example. Oh, it's mad. Yeah. That's cool. I'd love to see that dude spin on his head. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah, these guys are, they're doing some crazy stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah watched, I watched a couple, a couple of videos of Ty. Oh man.
0: Awesome. What a awesome individual. It's great. Um, so on that, like, what do we, what do we do for an individual? Say we've got someone going back to that example of big, strong, tight, come from a background of lifting a lot of weights or, you know, whatever, something that's built a bit rigid. How does the, the training system that we take them through differ from that of the wet noodle aforementioned?
2: Well, they both go through the same process. So we screen them, find out where they're strong, find uh, find out where they're weak. Um, sorry, find out where they're strong, find out where find out where they're weak, find out where they're tight. Build some prehabilitative exercise that uh, are applied to stimulating what is weak so we can start getting those areas of, of the body active, especially before uh, they start training, and then stretching what is uh, tight and hydrating it so there's less chance of fraying. And also over time we start to get range back into those areas. So first step is always to get balance back into the body. And it's, it's actually a lot easier than people tend to perceive because the body wants to be a certain shape and a certain range. It's designed like that. We come out like that and you watch that when kids are running around doing their thing. Um, they don't have the coordination, but the body is, is, in, is in balance. And then, you know, you expose it to life and um, <laughs> it fucking starts to come apart. But what we want to do is try and get back natural range of motion and then build balanced strength throughout the body. And then from, from there, the foundation can continue to get stronger and stronger and more pliable. And then that's where you can start thinking about the context and where you want to use that body. But that, that foundation, that balance is very universal. I mean, we're all different shapes and sizes, but it's very easy to see where somebody's deficient if you know what to look for and you've got the right coaching and you learn all that on our internship as well, uh, to, to spot these things. And then you all you got to do is focus on that weakest link and get that weak link strong, the whole chain benefits. And then from there, it's a global approach. Global as in Why well, you would uh, apply, uh, well, let's say we're looking at the power lifter. Okay, we don't want to stop him from lifting because that's what he loves to do and he's good at it. So continue to lift but you, you, you celebrate your strengths but you must acknowledge the weaknesses and now that they're exposed and you have a process of dealing with them then you need to start putting that into place and obviously it's up to the individual after that but uh, I think with the culture in this gym we see it on a regular basis where that particular style of individual come in and you'd think they'd be at every lift class and you actually find them in body weight and stretch more so than the, other, uh, than the classes that they're, they're good at because the culture in here kind of pushes it, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Everyone's working on weakness, here. There's a... You, uh, you could say that there's a more of a long-term perspective
0: Definitely. here yeah. and, and that people adopt that. And they've often adopted it before they've even walked in because they've seen our Instagram, they've watched, you know, uh, our Facebook, whatever, read our blogs and shit, and they're like, yeah, I get it. Like, this is not... Like, you don't come here just for a hard workout, because no. like you, you'll get that, but you're more importantly, you're going to get this ongoing development. Yeah, it's and that takes them. time. Um, we sort of touched on that earlier. That there's a lot of there's a lot of gyms out there that provide hard work uh, at the expense of ongoing development, or at the, the the expense of almost any development. Would you say? Yeah, and
2: I would also say that these systems. That, that are in place today in most gyms, I would say almost all except for your standard, like kind of functional training gym or strength and conditioning gym, that they don't, there's no place for context in those gyms for expression because if you're doing CrossFit five days a week and then you're training for a, a long distance run or, you know, for a swim or you're a climber, there's nothing left in the tank for, for what, what you want to apply the context to. The, the training system itself takes everything from you and all you need to be sh- or should be doing in between is just healing because there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing there that's helping you, you know, uh, what sh- how would I say this? It's the, the system itself doesn't prep you for the context that you're going to be using your body in outside of the gym. Right. Sport so takes a or the hike area. or whatever yeah. it is. You can't play rugby and be crossfitting five days a week and then do rugby training three days a week. It's just, your body's not going to handle it. Same with F45, and they're very different systems, don't get me wrong. And I think very differently on the two. But because of the amount of energy exertion and the amount of damage that these systems do to the body, like while you're practicing them, it's very difficult for you to be able to practice a a discipline on the side with it. You can't... I mean, how many fighters do you know use CrossFit as a... Many have tried. And what
0: happens? Yeah, they they fucking dive dive into... Yeah, under recovery and then they quit CrossFit.
2: Yeah. So I think that's where our system uh, is very, very different. Like there's classes where you'll come in here, you'll work very hard and you might not drop a, a drip of sweat on the floor. But the gains that you get from that... Are all about the long game, okay? How how much um, how how much better do your joints perform? Um, how much dur- how m- much more durable is your tendon and ligament? And, and are you fraying it or are you making it more pliable? All of these things, and this is the stuff that takes time, and it take you got to slow shit down a bit when you're in this kind of game, you know. Mm. Uh, a bit of a
1: side topic, but like, not to say that those other systems that are out there um, that aren't serving the people probably the best, they haven't set out to to do it the way that they've done it. And like historically, it's been a chain of events uh, in the past and I know, Joe, you've explained it really well in the past. Um, I explained most things pretty well. Really well. Um, You know, how they came to be that way, you know, F45, and it's a combination of uh, historical events, having bodybuilding as something that... The Western world, you know, really took in you know decades ago, and that was a model that became popular, etc. Uh, down to also factors like uh, business models, trying to get people in, expand, make money, get people in on short-term kind of arrangements. But I, I guess I just, just thinking about how those,
0: yeah, like almost know, not to place blame,
1: yeah, and and you know, I think what we're doing here, this slowing down thing, and looking at the long game and the the idea of not working hard every single day and this aspect of, and it's Grind, on our, it's look, on our little triage right? It's the nourishment part of, of it and uh, the, you know, the mindset and the rest and the recovery and mm. the down regulation and that sort of thing. You, would you say it's, that's becoming more uh, prominent? It seems to me, or maybe it's the circles that I, I kind of expose myself to, but it seems to be people are realizing this yeah. more and more. I I or Do, do. Think the industry is going that way yeah.
0: I think the small gym kind of strength and conditioning kind of community is going there. But I don't think that the commercial outfits like F45 are going there because they're not interested in... They're not interested in performance. And performance, not, you know, say, athletic performance, but just performance as a human, being able to operate better, being healthier, being stronger. Durable, adaptable. Yeah, like, all that shit that we're interested in, like... That's performance, right? Um, the, uh, something like F45, in a way, just gives people what they want. And people don't really know what they need, but they know that they want to like, burn calories and sweat. Yeah. They're busy. Yeah, They're it's busy. like 45 minutes and I can, yeah. I can tick that box for the day. Great. Yeah. How many times I've come? Great. And I'm going to lose weight, right? Let's do it. And so F45 goes, yeah, okay, you can have that. And here it is. Um, but that's, you know, and I, and I don't cut them too much slack because, um, we know that that's not how the body works. We know that you need to coach people and that you need to you need slow to them a training down
1: in a bigger context. Yeah. And there has to be
0: progress and there has to be uh, a, a level of individualization and they just disregard that because the franchise is blown up and whatever. So, you know, like it's a business model thing, right? Mm. But I do think, like you said, yeah, a lot of people in there, like good CrossFit gyms and People in the strength conditioning world, for sure, the recovery piece and, and all of that is much more at the forefront now.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's going two directions. I mean, you look at something like, have you seen Barry's boot camp? <laughs> uh, yeah. That oh, that is I heard that crazy. Is weights yeah. and treadmills? Is that what they yeah, do? Yeah, yes, you yes, get yes, on yes, treadmill and you just fucking sprint. And the coach will come around and just put the fucking the, the level up. <laughs> You're like... Sprint away and it's then it's like, the change. And then you run to the other side of the room and then you do bicep curls. That's literally And then what? bicep, <laughs> curl, bicep yeah. curls, bicep curls, bicep curls. And to then like, fire. change. And then you get back on the, sp- change on the thing. Change your piece and you of shit. Yeah. And then you're back in and then you're doing a shoulder press, shoulder press, shoulder press. And, then, and that's your workout for, I don't know how long. It's probably... 45 minutes or whatever, <laughs> five minute warm up kind of deal. And then, 44 out. minutes. And then 50 people get kicked out, and then the next 50 come in, and you just pump them.
0: Clean up your sweat. Yeah.
2: But it's like dark, so you can't see the way people are moving anyway. The Perfect. coach is not walking the room because it's so fucking packed that it's just like, they're bringing the performance. Yeah, and it's just pumping the tunes. And an environment like that is fun, you know, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's mad. But geez, like when you're looking at, like the longevity, mm. you know, or translatable uh, speed, endurance, strength, that kind of stuff. Like it's it's just not there. Yeah, it's not there. The only outcome of training like that is is injury. Yeah, long term, and that's for everyone that does that style of training. And I don't I'm not putting shit on on. Well, I kind of am in a way, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's not. It's not necessarily good for it's the individual long-term approach to exercise. That's right. It's, it's cool.
0: And if, if you're very aware of how you move and how your body works, then you can go to a class like that and have a great time. And if you're 20 and you're single... Yeah, great. ...and you're already jacked. Yeah. They do well. But if you are like most people and the general population, they do have mobility issues, they do have coordination issues, and we are not excluded from this, right? Mm. Like we have all of these limitations ourselves... Um, and th- those things need to be addressed before you earn the right to work really fast and really hard.
2: Sprint on a treadmill.
0: Yeah, and that's... That, I mean, you know, I, I, fuck, most people can't run properly, right? So no. don't fucking run. Like, let's start slow and build these movement patterns. So the, I think the promise that's sold to people through a lot of those outfits is... Well, it just disregards that, right? Mm. It's just like, come in here, you're going to sweat, burn calories, have a great time. And you know you'll lose a couple of kilos in the next month, and that's great. Um, Which for us, it's like fuck that. That's that's irresponsible. It's not what we're interested in, and there's no long term. um, There's no long term relationships there. No. It's fast turnover. Um, It's you know churn. Yeah, and we don't want that. No. I don't. Yeah,
2: it's it's interesting watching the way the industry is moving in these two different directions. And I'll be honest, to when we when I look at the standard strength and conditioning outfit as well. I think even those uh, areas are missing out on on areas within especially adaptability um, because they're so strength-focused and speed-focused and coordination-focused and player-focused. The, 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 they miss out on a lot of gains when they just bring their attention back to getting mobile. Yeah, You know what I mean? Some uh-huh. of these guys, like, they're fucking weapons and then you... They can't even touch their toes, and you're like, "Why are you spending all this time on all of these other little things that trying you can't to can't touch your toes?" Two twenty to two twenty-seven, and you're complaining about a fucking sore back all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just there's there's holes there as well, and I think those holes in a gym like ours are always being exposed and always being dealt with, and it's, it's going to continue being like that with the way that our our business evolution is growing. Just to keep filling those gaps because at the end of the day the (coughs) human body is designed to be the the ultimate generalist kind of good at everything we can swim we can climb we're not we can't swim as well as dolphin can't climb as well as a monkey but we can do these fly as well as birds can't fly as well as can't fly as well as birds but we can still do them (laughs) you know so when you start taking those yeah just trying to focus (laughs) on one of those things then that's when shit starts to come apart, you know? You yeah. have to have to take the generalist approach. Unless you're a specialist athlete and even then their strength and conditioning coach is always looking at ways to try and treacle in the stuff that works antagonistically to what they do as, as, a, as a profession because they know that they've got to try and keep these people balanced while they still progress and get better at what they do as as, as individuals, you know? So, yeah, it's a... It's a tricky little puzzle of a game, but. So why does it end up that way that the that the you know, th-
0: like that, the coaches just say they're the the c coach thing that they are so focused on, you know, strength, power, plyometric ability,
2: all that stuff. It's culture. You know, you look at these top end athletes, and everyone wants to be like them. You know, and you, they they see them and their Insta account working fucking real hard, but they don't see the Cairo, the physio, the fucking the stretch therapist and all the rest of it that comes with it. And if you're only running a little outfit, you can't afford to be... I mean, it's very difficult to have... Or, or I should say, if you're just a standard person, like a member, to have that kind of crew behind you, for you to become, you know, the best at what you do. So you take what gives you the fastest gains and, and looks best and... And that's all usually heavy weight and and, and fast fast movements, you know.
1: Look, I don't know the S&C space, especially considering like uh, ball sports and, and team sports and stuff. I don't know it very well, but, you know, I've seen the the NFL combine stuff and I imagine that here as well there's sort of uh, hoops you got to jump through to get to the next level of whatever draft pick system that we have here. But, you know, in the NFL, for an example, they have numbers and stuff like that. That gets you put in place. So in terms of like why they focus on that stuff, especially, you know, it, uh, is you know it's because they they're trying to get to the certain numbers. They're the um, prerequisites the prerequisites to get to get
2: drafted, etc. And then it's um, a real short short existence. Really, as an athlete, there's no yeah. long term game well, there. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. It,
1: is there is there um, uh, other measurements that are being taken these days? Because I, I feel like I, I heard or read something about. Uh, ...sort of movement screens starting to become in some clubs... ...in some teams uh, around the world or in the States, uh, like... Mandatory. W- yeah, where well they, they do a, a screen and they can see that... Um, ...you know, if you've got a freaking a bunion on your toe... You're, ...you've got a percentage... Likely to tear, likely to tear something. so Like that sort of thing. I know that the FMS, like uh, the functional movement screen... ...the Gray Cook thing, he's trying to get... ...and has successfully brought his system into... Some teams, but I think it's on a um, on a youth level at the moment. But um, you know, that's what they that's what we we think would be better, right? In those sports performance, I, like
0: I think those things are present for the for the for the the teams or the organisations that are more progressive. Yeah. Um, but it also it all comes back to the bottom line. Does it? so yeah. it's like look, I don't I don't care about the screens, but if you're telling me that you can reduce my injury rate for the team. Sure. by some percentage, then we'll do it. And so, th- and that's kind of, you know, like T mentioned, it's it's all short term, right? It's like, look, I only, this play is only going to last a couple of years. So I don't, I'm don't i not trying to like set them up for a healthy life. I'm yep. trying to get as much performance out of them over those two years mm. and try to keep them on the field for the whole time. Yeah,
1: so that's what Clint told me. I, I asked him about it. He's like, there's so many, there's such a big pool of young up-and-comers that want to play. They're not really concerned about the longevity. Mm. You're right. Yeah, and then you got to ask
2: yourself, like, what the fuck does that have to do with 99.999% of the population? Absolutely nothing. I mean, <laughs> I get it. Some of some there's people out there that that want to go and do their, you know, their little event or play, you know, on a fucking club grade, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting paid, if it's not your livelihood, then you should be thinking long term. What's my body gonna be performing like when I hit 40? What's it gonna be like when I'm 50? What's it gonna be like when I'm 60, 70? Like this is, this is a long game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I still fucking mix it up with the boys, sparring when I, in 10 years time? I'm 40 now, still sparring with the guys. I feel good. I want to be able to still be able to do this at 50, you know? Yeah. And there's a certain approach to training now that, that needs to be implemented for me, especially that uh, allows me to continue to do that. And the kind of training I was doing when I was 20, I could say, well, it has to ch- had to change as I get older. If I was doing this style of training when I was 20, I would be in a much better place now than, than the shit that I was doing back then, if that makes sense. Is that possible? Well, for the young kids <laughs> that are coming through Can you be nowadays, more... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've got <laughs> kids that are coming through that are like 16, 17 and we're watching them utilise our system, and it's creating some really, really good results, you know, balanced physiques, mobile, and adaptable, and, and Still now jacked. watching them express themselves, and fuck, there's some, so much potential in the system. It's great.
0: It's Exciting. true. I mean, it's, it is, yeah, you know, on your point, Paul, it, it's hard, right, to convince a young person, like, hey, you should be thinking about down the track, because they're like... Whatever, old man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, don't talk to Tiora like that. Hey, come talk to me. I'm in my 30s. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's, um, you know, like it's, it's a real mindset thing, right? And you, you can't expect a, you know, a 23-year-old guy to want to hear that. But that's really what we're trying to tell him, mm. And that's what we're trying to teach you. And, that, you know, like you said, there we do have people here who are doing it. who are like, yeah, all right, I'll listen. You know. And, I mean, fuck, you get... You get a kid who's played, um, you get a kid who's played like high-level club soccer, say as a teenager. Uh, you had that kid, yeah. you were training for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who? What was he like? Twenty or nineteen? Or yeah, something? something like that. And he'd already had kind of a good few years of like high-level performance, like athletic performance, under his belt. Yeah. And he was already he'd already arrived at that point where he's like, man, I need to change something because my body's breaking down. He wasn't able to keep it up because his job at McDonald's was too demanding or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, he had to, like, it's like, holy shit, like this kid has already lived enough life as a 17, 18, 19-year-old to understand that now he needs to address this mm. shit. Yeah. I did, I did see a post, uh, I didn't read the full thing regretfully, but um, Athletes Authority, which is the gym up on the North Shore, uh, shout out to those guys, they put a post up about... Um, what does that mean? It's yeah, it's a funny name, but they they work with athletes. So they're the authority of athletes. That's essentially what they're saying is like, uh. yeah, that's that's what we're that's all we're interested in. Like and like, athlete cops. Um, it kind of does sound like that a little bit. They coach coaches. athletes. Yeah, they coach.
1: Uh, uh, athletes coaches. You could say or athletes. Or yeah, you like, know, like their members are all athletes. They're all yeah, playing right. in some kind of sport. sports team somewhere I, have, I don't know them I haven't seen it but um, so but they
0: keep talking about um, there's been I don't even know what fucking sport but there's been a spate of like female athletes tearing ACLs lately and it's like the trial season or like the full season hasn't started yet I don't even know it could be could be AFL or rugby league or something like that Jays. and they're talking about and they're like what is it in the system that's creating all of these female athletes that are then going and tearing their ACL because it's like it's actually a fucking massive problem like it shows that there is a systematic uh, issue in terms of how we're preparing these these young athletes, and I'm like, that's really interesting. That's a really good message that they're even just talking about it, mm. and and realizing like, yeah, you know, like because on an individual level, there's um there's a price to be paid for all of these things for this performance dream, right? This high level athletic performance. Was that their athletes or no? It was no. in their yeah, sure yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the idea is that they're, that they're helping these athletes. Yes, Because, yes. you know, if you don't, like say that that kid, the, the soccer player, yep. if you're not playing in the A-League, you probably don't have access to a strength conditioning coach, at least not a good one, and you probably don't have access to a, a nutritionist and all of those things that an athlete really needs to be able to operate at a high level. So I think uh, their gym is trying to be that. They're like, hey, we have... Coaches here that help athletes. We have nutritionists. We have systems in place. Come and train here, and we'll we'll fuck we'll address Take that. Take you to the next level, which right. I think is super cool. You know, because I mean, no one else is doing it. No one else is helping these guys. I have to look for us. Them. I
2: have to look them up. Yeah, check them out. I think it's I think it's a, a cool thing. I could help them. I'd you tell could. them don't play AFL. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Quit. Quit now while you're ahead. What, what, is that a ball? A ball ball sports? Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. No more. <laughs> <laughs> Fight lift move. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so, you know, like e- even further to your point, Paul, about the, the combines and the, the, the necessary sort of physical attributes required or the prerequisites required to make it into these upper echelons of sport and selective teams and stuff, it becomes very specific, right? So the training becomes very specific. There's like, I don't know, six or so different tests they do in the NFL combine. Mm-hmm. Vertical leap Bench press 70 yard 70 yard dash uh, Yeah a couple of things Like maybe broad jump Or something And it's like Well don't do anything else Just fucking train For those train like for six it, yeah. things Get really good at it Get into the team And then worry about it um, And so I guess What happens People watch Instagram And shit And then they see These like Fitzbow videos Of these athletes training And they're like Well that's what I want My training to look like Because mm-hmm. that guy's a savage um, And so then they go about Like doing banded Fucking trap bar deadlifts and the plyo supersets, you know, and doing this cool stuff. But it's like, man, most people don't need that stuff. They're not in a position to do it. They need to again earn the right to train in that way.
2: And they, and they also, most of them have overlooked um, the first thing they should have done was choose the right parents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh you're <laughs> on fire today Oh too. shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong parents Damn it <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Where are my golf courses <laughs> <laughs> That's right now, You know what I do really like chess <laughs> yeah. um, So expression We got <clears throat> to talk about Like some of our members And what, how they're expressing themselves On the floor We got We got some pole dancers Got Luffy in that Luffy. Got
0: Luffy. A- Ash was doing
2: pole dancing for a while.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. We
2: get a lot of, we've got quite a few pole, pole dancers. In Mel, gym, Elizabeth.
0: Down. Yeah, Elizabeth. <clears throat> yeah, pole <throat> dancing's big, huh?
2: Yeah. Huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got good translation to what we do here, actually. The, the mobility and the strength element, especially for body weight. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the body weight class.
1: And a few of the, the pole dancers, they play with uh, silks, ropes. Yeah, we've got acrobats. Anything hanging.
2: Yeah. Lyra. Lyra. Hayley, yeah. on, the, Hayley on the Lyra. Yeah. We've got um, we've got dancers. We've got uh, a lot of uh, military coming through now. We do, yeah. Um, military cats. We've Ma- got Marty, uh, Marty, they're always an interesting Marty, an inter- an inter- downhill interesting mountain biking. I was going to say,
1: an incredible Olympic lifter. He likes driving forward drives. <laughs> <laughs> and downhill mountain. And downhill yeah. mountain biking. Yeah, so anything so where he can break himself. Yeah, he likes rock climbing, climbing. too,
2: doesn't he? Yeah.
0: So we've got quite. I mean, we obviously got a lot of jiu jitsu players now. People yeah. Are, yes. People who really like the jiu jitsu thing, they want to compete and do all that.
2: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see once, because uh, obviously that's in its in its early influ- in, in, infancy. But once we start getting a little bit of a pull there and some time under our belts, what these uh, these younger cats c- coming through are going to be able to do on the mats uh, in you know three four years time, and I think um, I'm predicting this that there will be a certain style that our gym will produce because of their ability to express themselves. And I think, you know, maybe they won't win every comp, but I think that people will be able to look at the individuals that come out of this gym and go, fuck, they're difficult to roll with because they're mobile and they're strong and they're explosive and they've got all those tools and attributes at their fingertips that they utilise from combining their jiu-jitsu with the systems that we use. Uh, for with marijuana, with yeah. marijuana. Oh, are we not going down there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I thought that's what we talk about yeah. in the marketing. No.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I mean, you know, Dave said that when he started coaching it, he was like, "Man, your fucking guys are like, they learn things really quick, you know." And they were just all like bumbly white belts, find, you know, fumbling their way through a class. But the coordination was there, the understanding of the body, and they had strength and mobility like on the whole, more so than your standard group of new people that turn up to a jiu-jitsu academy who aren't really doing any physical preparation. Yeah. And it was like, fuck, I was watching last night a couple of the girls who have been, you know, they've been in the, the program for quite a while but really they've just been dabbling with it as part of their overall training. And they were rolling, I'm like, fuck, this is a high-level role that the girls were having. I watched them do about three or four rounds. I'm like, man, the exchanges here are epic. Like you don't, you don't see that shit from other people who have been training for a year. Um, which, yeah, really goes to show that having that that training base just gives you so many options that you you can't perceive of Mm -hmm. because you have it, It, you know, and you can't perceive of it if you don't have it because that's just what your body
2: is. Yeah, and the idea of uh, having a more durable body also means that you can practice your discipline more often and longer because you don't have these injury breaks that generally come along with having imbalances in the body, you know. Yes.
1: There's also the cultural aspect as well. Of having a, a You know uh, An atmosphere A, a culture Looking in the gym. after each other Yeah where you can um, You know Give up your back sometimes mm. And you're not trying to Rip each other's head off And not lose a single yeah. point Never give your back <laughs> We well, know you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I never would But, but Other <laughs> people can <laughs> Yeah <laughs> We're just drilling you yeah. yeah But yeah you know Just being able to play A little bit more And get tagged Inspiring
2: a bit But hell you're trying express to Express yourself a little It's es- well, It's an yourself. art isn't it Really mm-hmm. You know yeah. So we got yeah we got a couple of couple of young fighters as well now that actually have fights under the belt that have that are coming to the gym and have moved away from their fight gym to train with us full time. What kind of fight? Thai boxing. Thai boxers. Yeah. Yep. Got MMA. Um, got a few jiu jitsu guys that have come over now, which is good. Bigger, like a uh, higher belts. Some yeah. Purples and um, blues, which is nice. So we're starting to get the depth in now. In our uh, in our martial arts area, stables. of the system, but martial arts. Yeah, we've stables. got all, all walks. Now we've got a couple of girls that are prepping for powerlifting comp. So Olympic uh, lifting, yeah. Olympic, I think lifting Olympic lifting. lifting so Joe and Joe and Uh So yeah, it's it's interesting, and they're they're choosing our space to do these things in, and um, this is I think is quite rare, uh, and it comes back to the fact that. The, the systems that we use don't dominate their training life to the point where they can't practice um, or express themselves uh, in context with the stuff that they, that they like to do outside of the gym. Yeah, you know, they're not alienated because they want to
0: go and do some heavy lifts in the corner. It's like, yeah. that's sick. Yeah. Then you got someone like you're training on the straps and then you got someone mm. doing handstands and then you got someone stretching. It's like, mm. it's all happening. It's all, anything, can, anything goes in yeah. a sense.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's such a, a, a creative space. And I think uh, in a space like that, it's hard to, you know, you don't, you don't get to a p- position where you feel like you're being judged or you're doing something wrong. Uh, it's very um, collaborative and people constantly helping each other better themselves. Unless you are doing something wrong, in which case we'll fucking let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: fuck is that?
1: I'm pumped for this dude. year. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, with the stuff we've got on um the people that are coming through now as you just mentioned filling talent up pool's the just getting,
2: bit, getting getting better yeah and we up. all it's learn amazing. from each other
1: and there's got yeah. some new coaches coming on with different skills and perspectives and stuff like that mm. with more in the pipeline and the internship and the, the yeah, fucking christmas party and all <laughs> of that <laughs> um we're gonna wrap it up there homies sounds good
0: that thanks was, that was fun that was a good one thanks yeah. for listening today fam if you enjoyed that episode if you know someone that would like to listen to it, please share it with them. That helps us to grow the podcast. Um, internship, 19th of March. Let us know if you're interested. Follow us on Instagram at Jungle Brothers Movement. Heaps of good info going out there. And also shout out to Panavore Cafe for providing the coffee that we drink today. Tree is a legend. He runs the cafe. It's, uh, it's only a stone's throw from the gym and they do make the most delightful egg like, sandwich. Call it the Joey. Oh. Catch you guys next week.